Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Mitchell, and welcome to Dawn of Sports. I'm so excited for this week's podcast. We have Julia Daniels from CARE 11, who is a spark plug that has just been on the scene here just for a little bit over a year. I am personally happy because now there's finally another woman sportscaster on the main four stations here in town, and you're going to love her as much as I do. She is just a joy. We are back with Dawn of Sports. Dawn Mitchell's the star, and Dawn always brings great guests. Today, she actually brought Julia Daniels from Care 11 in studio here. Uh, so I'll let, I'll let you introduce Julia, and then we'll get on with the sports topics. And Julia's going to join us for the segment as well. Yeah, absolutely. I really wanted to have Julia on. I'm so excited oh. because I don't think a lot of people realize that for the longest time after Ann Hutchinson left the market, I was the only female sportscaster on what they call the main four yeah. for 15 years. Wow. 15 wow. years. It, and 15 lonely years. <laughs> you know, people are like, ooh, did you like that? You're the only one. I go, no. No. I should have gotten hazard pay. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I like look around like the Vikings locker room. I'd be the, for years, be mm -hmm. the only woman. Um, and then Courtney Cronin came from ESPN for every day. And then Lindsay Young is there. But for a long stretch of that 15 years, there was... No other. So people said, oh, Care 11 is hiring, you know, a female sports reporter. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so <laughs> Julia Daniels, thank you for joining us. Of course. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, people don't know that you're uh, a Southern girl. I'm a Southern at girl. At heart and always. Yeah. Give us your background on that. Because some Northern people, they still find Southern people fascinating. They do. Yeah, I get that a lot. I grew up in Arkansas, about 10 minutes from the Louisiana border, a little town called El Dorado. Not El Dorado, El Dorado like tornado. Uh, we're a boom town, so a lot of oil companies there. Uh, if anybody has been through the South and been in a Walmart parking lot, Murphy, USA is like a big gas station, and that's all headquartered in my hometown. So that's why we exist. Um, and then I went to school at the University of Alabama, and then I lived in Florida before I came up here. So this is my first time in the Midwest and the North. So Well, when I yeah, interviewed I here, I had never been to minnesota before i'd never really been north of really you know, no i mean no i had no idea and, and the great thing is when i told people in dallas that i was going to interview here yeah. they're like where the hell's that yep they really <laughs> they knew it was near canada they didn't know it was north of canada east of canada west of canada or somewhere south of canada they just knew it was up there mm -hmm. it, we are just all up there so i wore a suit coat i fly in you know all i have to do is get from the airport to the so I'm, I go stand outside my hotel downtown Minneapolis waiting for my boss to pick me up and I'm just wearing a suit. No gloves, no and oh, it's no. it's about minus ten. And I'm like, <laughs> I really thought I was gonna die before I got to the interview. I still don't know why the hell I took the job. But here you are. Here I am. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Sorry, that's my my I love interruption. It. I never knew that about you. And I'm just picturing it. Well, hilarious. That's so funny. Well, we're gonna get to more about learning about you, but the first segment, and thank you for joining us for this, where uh Jim and I kind of riff on different topics in sports that's going mm -hmm. on right now. Um, and uh, Jim, if you if you want to lead the way, there's so many different things to touch on. There's it's, so much going it's on. It's crazy. I, and just to reintroduce the show, this is Dawn of Sports. This is TalkNorth.com. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. We have probably the best sports lineup in town. Go to TalkNorth.com. Check out all the different shows. Two on the Vikings, uh, John Krasinski on the Wolves, Michael Russo on the Wild. 
Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, and myself on, on the Twins. Uh, we have Mike Rim on the Gophers. We have outdoor content, variety content. Please check it all out. We do appreciate it. It's been fun growing the company in this market. Uh, and by the way, Don has brought on great guests. We've had on uh, Chad Greenway, Mike Tarico, Jim Cott, uh, Laura Oakman, Andre Yak, our good friend. Uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Vanita. Uh, Jack Jablonski. Yep. Uh, Vanita Sakhar. Vanita, I, I knew we, Vanita Sakhar from last week. We've had great guests on. Great, great to have Julia with us as well. We are sponsored by All Energy Solar and Rudy Luther Toyota. We want to thank them as well. And let's get to it. The market is fascinating right now. And we know because we, we, we cover sports, whether they're going well or not, there are dead periods, there are quiet periods, there are depressing periods. Right now, the Vikings are the best story in the NFL. Oh. Josh Dobbs is the best story in the NFL. And the Wolves might be the best story in the NBA. Right. And to say those two at the same time, yeah. I feel like lightning's going to strike. <laughs> I really like sometimes I'm pinching myself going, well, wait, is that right? Is that right? I mean, Julia, it's got to be you and I are at Vikings a lot together. Right. Let's start with just the Vikings, too. Uh, Josh Dobbs, there are already haters out there that are trying to pull this story down. And I don't get it. I would like to say I've been very blessed in my time here in Minnesota because I got <laughs> last year's Vikings, which was nuts. And That's then I right. get this year's Vikings. But I will say maybe it's you. Maybe you're the good I, luck. Maybe job. it is. Well, I don't know. But I will say, you know, just a few weeks ago, our sports department was just kind of looking at each other and we're like, what are we doing? You know, covering this Vikings team. It got really boring really fast. And then all of a sudden, the entire script changed. I, I don't understand people that want to write this story off. I think it has something to do with just the fact that people write off Minnesota sports as it is universally. Even Minnesotans write off Minnesota right, sports. Right, right, exactly. Right. Very so, quickly. You know, people people are, want, they're tired of talking about Minnesota, this, that, and the other, you know. But you just can't when it comes to this story and Josh Dobbs coming in and just changing how everyone is viewing this team right now. But I will say, this is a Josh Dobbs that I don't think anybody's seen before and and we've yet to figure out why it's necessarily working but I have an inkling it has something to do with how Kevin O'Connell and he work together too because they're so adventurous in their offensive schemes and I think that it kind of lends itself to each other and those two working together. Yeah, if I have to answer one more time this week, like, well, I mean, we're going to see the real Josh Dobbs, right? Because what is this, like his seventh team? Right. And I'm like, yeah, but when was the first time he's been coached by an equally brilliant head coach that used to be a quarterback? Right. And people just look at me. And I'm like, one coach can make all the difference. I mean, we all know that a boss can make a difference. If someone see, you know, if someone goes, yeah, no offense, Julia, it's great, but I don't like brunettes, you know, right. you're not going to get some stories. You never know. Nothing that would ever happen because that's illegal, but we all <laughs> <It> know <laughs> that that happens and right. one person can make a change. And I said, you know, and plus people just, uh, you made, you made a, an unbelievable article out of this the other day about culture. It, not just being a word that's bandied about, but it really is live. It works and all of that. Um, I don't know, Jim, I'm, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. People will say that I'm just interesting and in see interested in seeing this develop. Mm -hmm. Well, and we don't have to rush toward oblivion. <laughs> you know, I mean, exactly. If, Good it, way of putting it's it. It's very possible that Josh Jobs will not play as well or something will go wrong. It's, that's of course possible. It's sports. Right. But we don't have to leap ahead. 
right. enjoy this. You know, I, I, I can't believe how many times I've said that in recent years. A team is good. Enjoy it, yeah. you know, and don't anticipate the playoff loss or the, the injury that's going to destroy the team later on. Those things might happen, but why anticipate them? Just enjoy this. Josh Jobs, first of all, he's a, he's a great guy. He's really smart. He's personable. He's a leader. And he's played great. You know, what that's going to lead to, not, nobody knows, including him. But it's worth watching. And he has, the, the things he's done the last couple of games have not been flukish. Mm-hmm. You know, his scrambling, his running ability, accuracy, throwing, throwing on the run. And doing this without Justin Jefferson. And yes. even in the first game he was at, he was without Darasaw and KJ Osborne. I mean, he's it looks legitimate to me. You know, how high can he go? I don't know. But what he's done doesn't need to be downplayed because of his past. And I am tired of the people saying, Well, they're playing better without Justin Jefferson. Maybe oh, you shouldn't come back. I'm like that's no, that's, <laughs> that's dumb. <a> joke. <laughs> like I can, no, they're serious when they say this to me. I'm like, <sighs> really? I said you have a guy that everyone's going to be like focusing on and all these other people that have been carrying the load are going to be open. Are you kidding me? I said, and JJ is going to get open because he, he has prided himself on the fact that I know people are targeting me mm-hmm. and I still want to get open. Um, but you also mentioned just kind of how people are just down on Minnesota sports anyway. Uh, what was your thought about it when you first got here? Well, so I got here in June of last year. So right before training camp, I have family that lives here uh-huh. randomly enough. So I heard about the Vikings a lot. Um, but when I got here, I didn't know what to expect because we were all in this sort of limbo where we didn't know what Kevin O'Connell was about because mm-hmm. obviously he'd never been a head coach before. We had seen what he had done as offensive coordinator for sure, but we didn't know what it was like. A lot of people were really down um, because the culture was not great with the Vikings before that. Right. But I came in and I went uh, to training camp and, you know, you have guys like Zadarius Smith that were, that was running around screaming and yelling. You have Josh Metellus, of course, who is just like the personality on the team. And I didn't understand what everyone was talking about. I was like, this is great. Everyone Mm -hmm. seems so nice and so happy to be here and whatnot. So I didn't get the experience of like the depressing locker rooms and, and things like that during your daily media availabilities and things but I got here and the twins showed me what Minnesota sports was about with their Mm -hmm. September tank last season (laughs) but with the Vikings it was um, a pleasant surprise of how great that culture was and when I heard other people like you guys that had been here before and had experienced the culture before Kevin O'Connell got here I was shocked at how different it was so quick. I will say, even under Zimmer, the guys are good quality guys. Right. Um, I think that there was a little bit of the offense versus the defense, maybe more on the coaching staff when Zimmer was there, um, just by hearing things from people. But from my personal observances, I would say the past 10 years of the Vikings locker room are probably the best quality athletes I've been around in terms of they went through some horrific losses right? and they still showed up and talked. Um, and so when people say that, go, you know, the culture was, it wasn't cancerous. There's not one person in that locker room that I would say was, was a jerk or cancerous. I enjoyed that. I, I'd be like, you know what? I don't know if I could after that loss yeah. show up and be <laughs> that polite to me. Um, so, but just, you could just feel the mood lift in, in a different way. Right. Um, you know, and Kevin O'Connell, he's younger. 
you know, he, he gets it. He's also coming off a Super Bowl win, you know, so right. it's like this breath fresh of air that comes in. But the way he and Quasi think differently and they're okay with saying this is different and we're going to do it and we're going to stick to our guns and it's working. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Jim, you've been around a lot more locker rooms than I have, but I mean, the players are, are good guys. Yeah, no. It, and they were pretty good guys under Zimmer as well. I think yeah. what changed was Zimmer didn't want cousins mm-hmm. that created a rift. Then there, then when they weren't winning anymore, there was a rift between Spielman and Zimmer because both of them wanted the other to take the blame. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you, now all of a sudden you have a head coach who hates his general manager and his franchise quarterback. Things aren't going to go well. They're just not. And and Zimmer was a really good guy as a coordinator. I know people who covered him, you know, in Cincinnati, Dallas, Atlanta. They all loved him. Uh, he was a great. He was great in the locker room. He was that way when he first got here. You know, once you hit, they hit a critical mass of not succeeding, and he knew that eventually he was time was limited. He got pretty grumpy, you know. And everybody in the building admits it. They couldn't wait. All the people who loved Zimmer couldn't wait to get him out of the building by the end. It's also another case of what could have gone wrong for him went wrong, right? And I was getting a little bit of feeling because I, you know, not to be Pollyanna, but I'm always like, there's a group think in Minnesota. You're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. What if you think about the shoe (laughs) not dropping? And people look at me like, it's easy for you to say coming from New England. And I said, (laughs) when I grew up, they won nothing. Like the Celtics won, right? The Celtics won when I was younger and that was like, woo. And everyone else was terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone else was terrible. And the Red Sox had, you know, a curse. So, and they didn't break it till I moved to Minnesota. And then I'm like, so, and then everybody started winning, right? I move. (laughs) It was you. You know, I was like, woo. But so I started thinking like, there's, there's, come on, like there's hope. And even like in the Colts game, people are like, oh, it's, they're terrible. I'm like, hey, I'm from New England, 28 to three. It's never lost. Come on. And so. I really mean that. So I covered that game, by the way. It was a, I was there too. And you could feel it coming. You could on. Feel it coming yep. on. Now, trust me, New Englanders weren't going. Oh, okay. At halftime, things are great. They're throwing stuff at their TV, probably cussing it out, mm-hmm. right? But they don't like turn it off. Right. They don't say forget it. You know, they don't not show up to games. They're going to show up to games and tell the athletes what they think is what they're yeah. going to do. <laughs> but um, so I was like, but let me tell you, this year. When Kirk Cousins went down and then all these things are happening, I'm like, what is it with this team? Ever since I've been here, I got here, it was Love Boat, you yeah. know, then there were Star Caps and then there were the Wizenator, the Wizenator. Um, yes. oh my goodness, uh, the, so many that I can't even imagine. So I'm like, <laughs> and some goes, You're speaking like a true Minnesotan, and yeah. I'm like, Gosh, I go, You know what? Maybe the Vikings or maybe Minnesota. Name a curse, like give it a name and right. then and then beat it and then crush the curse. Yeah. Don't let it be this overall gray mass of all of Minnesota sports kind of hanging over. Right. Because right? that's just too weighty. Just pick a team at a time. Give it a curse. <laughs> kill it. But I don't know what it would be. What would be what would uh, I think this is a future be? show coming up with, with names for each curse. Yeah. Each curse. Yeah. Do it. Name the curse yeah. and then defeat it. Okay, I'm putting that in my notes. Yeah, name the curse. <laughs> name the name curse. Name the curse. You know, they say you have to oh. name it before you can overcome it. I like it. Rather than just, well, uh, oh, the other shoe's going to, well, call it the other shoe curse. Right. Right? The, the, the other it, shoe but. curse. 
All right, on to the Timberwolves. Yes. Uh, speaking of a team that is legitimate, uh, they have one of the longest streaks in the Western Conference. They are half game out. Actually, I haven't checked the standings today. We're talking here on Tuesday afternoon. They're right toward the top of the Western Conference. They beat the Celtics at home. They beat the Nuggets at home. They beat the Warriors on the road. And I thought the way they beat the Warriors the other night was significant because they had Steph Curry playing really well, and they had Draymond Green trying to bully them, and they just blew them off completely. And if the Edwards just act like he didn't matter, which is a power shift in the NBA. When Anthony Edwards is looking down on Draymond Green, things have changed. What do you think about that? So I remember media day, what was that, two months ago Mm -hmm. for the Wolves? And I just always, you know, in my first season covering the Wolves, I just always got the sense that they were saying things and this, that, and the other, and they would say things, but they never really followed through on the things that they would say. So when it came to media day, I took it all with a grain of salt, right? All the and you should. talks about maturity and, and we have to do this better and that better and whatnot. And now we are finally seeing it come to fruition, right? Guys are taking responsibility. And Rudy said this, what was this last week, maybe on Wednesday or something like that, where he just said, the difference this year has been, number one, obviously, Cat is back, right? Number two, the coaching staff has been way more honest with everyone on the team about the things that they have to do in order to win games. And he said, and it's not just the younger guys or the bench players that they're being, they're being honest with Cat, they're being honest with Ant, and they're telling them these are the things that they're going to have to do. And he said that's different than what they did last year. And we're seeing that work out for them. Um I think it's exciting. I also think, you know, it's Minnesota sports. We have to be cautious. It's still early in the <laughs> season, right? About all this. I think when it comes to end of December, around the holidays, then we can start to really build our confidence that they're still playing the way that they are. At that you know, point. I am, um, and people are like, oh, you're starting to drink the Kool-Aid. Last year, before they got into that uh, play-in game, I was like, this team has something if they can just straighten out some of their issues. Yeah. So I'm pleasantly surprised that they're actually taking what they did positive last year and building on it. Most specifically, their defense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still of the old ilk because when I played basketball in high school, like you, if you missed free throws, you sat, right? So I'm like, I say in the NBA, and we've said this before on the show, like, don't don't miss those free points. So, so that just sticks in my craw. That's just something on the side. But watching their defense and then watching them open up leads on these teams and then just having Ant go to work, when he, I forget which game it was most recently that I was there too, where you see the anticipation of the crowd, you know, that he is going to windmill jam this right. because he has one guy to beat who's been terrible all night and you can just feel it in the crowd. And you know what? That guy, not only does he finish it, he showboats, he gets that crowd going, but he, it's showboating in a I back it up kind of way. Right. And I love that. So I think they're playing with confidence. Um, they've got the Jim, you called them out. You said they didn't have great offense a couple of weeks ago, and they put that together. But for it's me, it's still not where it can be. It's gonna, it should get better. It, it should be sensational. They, right now, they're scoring because they have talent. They really haven't gotten into a good offensive flow yet. But talent overrides it all. Right? Well, yeah. Well, it, in most cases it does. But yeah. I think that I think they can be a very good offensive team if they get if they improve their ball movement. Right now, it's guys just making shots. Right. Which is nice. Which is nice. But you can be better than that. Right. 
Well, when they beat the Celtics, I was like, okay, let's back this up. This is this is for real now, you know. That this team has it. So and, keep, keep and it really cross, like you said. I know. And it really is a different team. I mean, this is their first, you know, this is the first time they've had Conley and Alexander Walker in a training camp. Mm-hmm. And they're two two very important players. Gobert is much healthier than he was a year ago. And you see the difference. Now, last year he stood by the basket and hoped people would run into him. Right. This year he's chasing people. He's mm-hmm. active. It's complete he's completely different in terms of his health and his physical ability. And Cat, Cat's the second best player on the team, and he played a third of last season, if that. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for him to get going once he got back for obvious reasons. He's a he's a heck of a player. This market hates him uh, because he doesn't say the things they think he should say, and he complains to the refs. He get, because of that he gets so underrated. He is a very good player, and the biggest thing for him, we all, he could always score. He is playing defense and hustling like we haven't seen before. Oh, absolutely. That's what I really like it when I see Cat playing defense like that. I've never questioned Cat about being a talented basketball player. He's a really good player. What I really do like is he is okay with Ant being the number one guy. In he is. Team. And not many players of that stature and that talent that Cat has is okay with that. And I'll give you, I'll give, give everybody a cheat code here. If you hear a Minnesota journalist or sports fan questioning whether Carl Anthony Towns is willing to be you know, less than the number one on this team, mm-hmm. you know that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Because he he welcomed Rudy Gobert, yep. a, a guy who came in and took his position, right. center. He welcomed Gobert. He made him comfortable. He tri- In fact, one of their problems earlier last year is that Towns threw too many passes to Gobert. Right. I mean, he should have just I been... Take sh- it to the rim! Well, t- <laughs> Towns is the better offensive player, <laughs> oh, but yeah. he, he, he was too unselfish. Right, right, right. Uh, he gets along great with the ant. So, mm-hmm. you know, listen, whether that whether this group works out to a high level in terms of basketball again we have to wait and see but there's no personality problem there. no not at all finally yeah. <laughs> um i hate to bring up a sore subject since we're riding high but the wild what is going on with Kirill Kaprizov? the the wild i thought that they would have just a team that would be like on fire out of the gate not this. they stink um the defense is terrible and it's made the goal. The goaltending should be good enough. The goaltending has not been good enough because the defense is terrible. Um, and then Kaprizov has not played well enough to offset the poor defense. And to me, the scariest thing is it's one thing to play bad defense when you're missing two of your top six defensemen. Spurgeon is their second best player. Galagoski's a, a solid veteran. Right. Now Spurgeon's back, and they're still giving up eight goals. There's something wrong there. Spurgeon can't do it all, no. right? And he's got to kind of ease into – I know hockey players just jump right into the regular season, right? But when you're out on IR like that, he's got to get back in the flow. But he's still arguably the best guy on the ice. He's a great player. In, in his first game back, he was amazing. He almost got the game-winning or at least tying shot off the – bing, off the post after he'd already done so great in that game. I just don't I just don't know what it is. They seem to have the chemistry. They seem to have the talent. Like people are questioning whether Kirill is is hurt or what's going on. Um wh- what are your thoughts? I'm just baffled. You know, I I'm from the south, so hockey's not my uh, forte, but You'll be sucked in soon. I know, I know. You'll I'm already starting to, but yeah, no, you're right. The defense is <sighs> tragic, right? And uh, as an Alabama grad, what do, what do we always say? What does Nick Saban always say? What? Defense wins championships, right? Your defense is... Says a guy who always has quarterbacks picked in the top five. <laughs> hey, that's recent. That's yes. recent. Um, Easy for him to say. Yeah, I mean, we. it's just... 
it's sad to watch even as an objective journalist mm-hmm. to sit there. I mean, we're sitting on Sunday night watching the Stars game and and every time we go back, it's just worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And and I wonder just from y'all's perspective of having covered hockey longer than me, like, is Dean on the hot seat here? Like, how does that work with I unfortunately think he will be if they don't get it together. It's the, it's the nature of the NHL. Yeah. They recycle coaches every three to five years. Yeah, they right. just do. So it's the easiest thing to do. I think the root, pro- I think Evans, I think he's a good coach. I right. do too. And the um, players love him. I think that, that they might be having payroll fatigue at this point. They've it been, is. They've like, been carrying Suter and Parisi's contracts for a long time. Uh, they're at their peak right now, which means they couldn't go out and make any aggressive moves in the offseason. And it was kind of a borderline playoff team to begin with. You know, they, they're not, they're just, they're fighting with one hand behind their back right now. And I think Garen's really good. And I he's made, too. he's made a lot of really intuitive moves, but I, it's, you're, I think, I think there are two things going wrong. They couldn't be as aggressive as they wanted to because of their payroll concerns. And whether it's, they're tired of hearing the same voice or they're tired of, you know, their limitations, something's wrong there. They, this is embarrassing the way they're playing. Yeah, and it wasn't like that. Some of their games, you know, were really good. It looked like they were pulling it together after that initial losing streak. You know, they kind of right. went on a run. Um, and then it just kind of the wheels fell off. Uh, and you can't just say it was all because Spurgeon was gone for all that time. I mean, maybe there's a ripple effect of that. But, um, you know, I just kind of feel bad for players like, you know, Moose and, and, and the guys that are just – grinding it every night and just trying and then like you said you turn on that game you're like you leave the room for a second you come back you go what is what yep. yeah what's happening huh. right now so yeah dean will probably take the fall yeah mm-hmm. and it's a shame he's such a good coach yes yeah. uh let's get to women's sports yes. uh this one you know we always want to highlight something in women's sports mm-hmm. local if possible but national sometimes or international sometimes this is easy this week Gophers women's basketball hosting Yukon on Sunday. I'm going to be out of the country on vacation. Otherwise, I would definitely be there. I love I love going seeing high level women's college basketball, women's basketball, period. Um, you're going to get to see Paige Beckers against Mara Braun. And you're going to get to see kind of the coming out party for Dawn Plitzwhite, who I think is a very good coach. Uh, she's they, They've played inferior opponents so far. But you've seen improved ball handling. You've seen improved defense. You've seen smarter play, and the talent is there. And you know what I really love? I love that when um, Beckers was coming back, it is like front page news, and it is splashed on ESPN yep. and splashed everywhere. I'm like, see, that's what we're talking about. And there were guys looked up, go, oh, Beckers is back. I mean, I was out to dinner, and I'm like, that's how we turn the page. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brandon almost spilled his coffee. Um I did not even mean that. It just kind of came out. But I'm really enjoying that. And then when you say, yeah, Don Plitz White, to get this team to go out there, face them on the, like, get some real teeth of a matchup, I'm really eager to see. And I don't want Minnesotans to be like, oh, see, they're terrible. Right. They can't, blah, blah, blah. You, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. They're probably not ready to beat UConn. UConn is stacked, as always. But, but it's a good litmus test. But it's, and you know what? You don't have to. Every game doesn't have to be won. It really, I mean, we we don't have to have this mentality that you have to win every game for you to be happy as a fan. UConn's coming to Williams Arena. That is a big deal. Oh, they are. Oh, I thought they're out there. Yeah, they're here. They're here. No, it's a big big deal that UConn is coming here. um, 
And, you know, and again, Make Paige, my way over there. Paige and Mara played against each other in high school. Yes. And of course, Paige is one of the world's great players. Mara got after her when they played together. Uh, and, and, you know, I think if you went back and looked at stats, Paige might have had a slight advantage and Paige's team might have won, but it was competitive. It's going to be a blast to watch those two go at it again. Did you ever play basketball? Are you a huge women's basketball fan? So I grew up a soccer player, so I was always women's world cup diehard yeah, yeah, my yeah. family like that was the the summer the half of the summer that the women's world cup was happening um we didn't do anything else yeah. so that was kind of my introduction which was wonderful to see you know that take off it is so refreshing to see women's basketball take off at the college level surprisingly the college level of all this past year mm-hmm. with everything i think you know this sunday like you said will be a litmus test but Don should be Don Putzway should be really excited um, for these matchups and to see how her team handles. It's just got to be better than last year, you know, right? Which, yes. So it's just you know the bar's not terribly high, but there's so much talent here in the state at the prep level. Yeah. That that's I think what she's talked about. She's really excited about moving forward with this program. Is hoping to keep some of this talent here in the state. Um, so I don't know. I just think in general, it's so nice to see the traction that women's basketball at the college level has, has picked up in the past, what, eight months or so. Um, and NIL certainly has something to do with that too, but just the way that people pay attention to it now and like Williams arena will be sold out on Sunday or near that. And it's refreshing to see as a woman in sports myself too, you know, just the traction and the attention that these young women are getting. For the I, talent that they have. And I just love that Paige Beckers, Caitlin Clark, Mara Braun, and Mara obviously has to work to get up to that level, but three Midwestern girls yeah. who are a big deal. Yeah. You know, well, so and you who brought draw up who my highlight is of the week. Caitlin Clark? My highlight was Caitlin Clark. Yeah, and not to phenomenal. diss the Gophers, but unbelievable. Oh my I've gosh. been following her. Well, she's the best player in the country. Yeah. Third career game with 40 points, five rebounds, five assists against an AP top 25 opponent. No other player, male or female, has more than one such game over the last 25 seasons. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Insane. So, I like, I screenshot that just yeah. for you because I was like, oh. But here locally, I want to give a shout out to the teams when I first got here, when it was Lindsey Whalen, mm-hmm. Janelle McCarvel, you name it. They, they really provided the groundswell for some of these young women that are coming up now in preps that grew up saying, yes. I can do that. Yes. Cause look, um, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I love because I came in and I was like, wow, this town loves women's basketball. Mm-hmm. This is talented. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that support that level. When I was in Chicago, the DePaul women's team was okay. And there was a lot of support, but not like, how they were. Well, I used to take my daughter to Amazing. Lindsay's games when mm-hmm. she played here. And Paige Beckers had Lindsay Whalen's poster up in her room. Exactly. And the, the rumor, we will never be able to really test it, but the rumor is that if Lindsay had gotten the gopher job a year earlier, she might have gotten Paige. Wow. But by the time she got that job, Gino had already oh. basically set up his own locker at Paige's high school and yeah. it was over. Yeah. And I want to thank Gino too for what he's done for women's basketball. Yeah. And Don Staley. Yes. She makes such a big difference. She's a firecracker. She's a, I love her. She's a great coach. <laughs> she's a great personality. She puts herself out there. She's fearless. She is a big deal. And she's been there, done that. Yep. 
She's shown that she can do it herself. She was a great player herself. Now she's a great coach, and she she markets. Gino was always great at marketing the game, but I think having Dawn Staley, a former women's player, who's also now the best coach in the country, I think she makes a big difference. Let's uh, let's segue. Yes. And I'm going to let you and Julia talk a little bit here. Just to remind everybody, uh, we are sponsored by AllEnergySolar.com and Rudy Luther Toyota. Let's thank Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Let's also let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between, whether it's whether you're talking about home, business, or both. Find about more find out find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach. That was awkward, but I think you got the message. Allenergysolar.com slash coach. You're never awkward. Oh, I'm always awkward. (laughs) Well, Julia, this is the portion that I really enjoy in the show too, because what I like to say is I like to open up and just kind of have a conversation because when you know, we're on television Mm -hmm. and you get two minutes. Yeah. That's a long time (laughs) for an interview, right? Right. Or something like that. So to introduce you to our podcast uh, listeners, uh, Julia Daniels is the sports reporter producer over at care 11 the first here to join me in 15 years, like I said. Um, and before then, I joined Ann Hutchinson, who then left the market, and then it was just me. But I just, first of all, people love seeing women that can come in here, be a breath of fresh air, know their stuff, and you're not even from here. And people always say, Minnesotans will tell you directions to anywhere but their own home mm-hmm. um right isn't that, that was glenn mason's be? line is glenn uh, Mason, minnesota right? will give you directions anywhere you want except to their home except to their house <laughs> right uh how have you found it to be here now that you've been here a year well it, it i mean it was culture shock yeah. when i got up here for sure being from the south it's the polar opposite you meet somebody on the street and you're like we're having a barbecue later. Would you want to stop by? Here's my address. We never lock the doors. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how it works for us. So it was different um, when I moved up here. The accents, I will say I was used to because my mother is from Iowa and her entire family is from Iowa. So half of the people that I grew up around are Midwesterners. They all have a similar accent. I have, like I said, cousins in Maple Grove. So that was not so much. Uh, the driving was a bit of a culture shock because I came from Florida where it's the other end of the, the crazy spectrum, right? Where <laughs> everyone's on the offensive right. down there and you have to be careful that someone's not just going to run into you. Here it's like everyone doesn't make a decision. So no one really knows what they're doing. Until you want to merge. Uh, yeah, and, until then, they'll and then they'll decision. make, yes. Their decision is not to let you merge. Exactly, exactly. So... <laughs> It's been um, different. I will say um, 
the winter was tough this past year and it was what the snowiest winter in three decades so thank you minnesota yeah, it for was that. tough that for was natives really, so, uh, yeah uh, thank you for staying that's what everyone tells yes. me they're like you got the worst first winter you could possibly get yeah. so that one was hard um i think everyone was uh battling some serious seasonal depression that they hadn't seen in a long time but summers make up for it the summers are beautiful i'm not used to being able to go outside and not worry about my hair completely you know flattening out or frizzing up from the humidity and things yeah. like that it gets warm right when training camp starts of course it gets to be like 106 degrees outside but you experience that for three weeks and having been through the winter that i went through already I was relishing in the 106 degrees. Yeah. Because I'm not fully Minnesotan yet. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I do love it. I've been here here for 33 and a half years and they have not given me my Minnesota starter permit yet. No. No. I I think I got to put another 20 years then I'll be almost a Minnesotan. (laughs) There you Uh, go. You know, the the thing with me coming here because I knew how to say uh, Wyzetta and some things and I'm, and I'm blonde. Right. Um, it, it was, I think years later when social media came out and I would like retweet something from Boston. They're like, why are you like Boston so much? And I'm like, well, cause I'm from there. Like you are, I would there thought you, you were go. one of us. And so I kind of snuck in there like for years, they thought I was one of them. Right. And I am now I've been grandfathered in, but um, I haven't. No, no, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> it's just not, you know, <laughs> You got to learn. I keep, ripping, okay. I keep ripping their teams. They're just not going to let me <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, I have been told on occasion that I'm reminded that I'm not all Minnesotan. Yes. Yeah. Got the edge. We're not, not passive ready. aggressive enough. I, I'm yeah. not, you know, and like, oh, that direct is too much. I'm like, actually, that's nice. Like, I'm like the cream. Saves time. Like, don't go there. Like, yeah. seriously, my, my friends get kicked out of cabs. Like, don't, don't go. If you think I'm harsh, please don't. My friends, My friends get kicked out. We got to save that. That's a promo. My, My friends, friends get kicked out of cabs. They do. We're going to my friend's rehearsal at a church. And there's two cabs, right? This is before Uber. And we're, we all of a sudden were like, why is, why is Trisha's cab getting pulled over? Like what? And then they're dumped on the sidewalk. And we're like, what do they do now? Well, I was just talking to him. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. So we all, our guy let us all crowd in like eight in our cab just to get to the church. But those are, those are my New York and Boston friends. I so. love it. No, I do have a respect for how you handle uh, confrontation and things like that because you do it in a straightforward way that's not crazy, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you get your point across really well. So it's something in the South that you don't, you just say, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. You know, and then you talk about them behind their back. The funny thing is, <laughs> I've only had to learn that in this business. Yeah. My college roommate said, you're going into media, you're going to get eaten alive. And you know what? There was a point, there was a point in my career where I thought, she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had, a, I had to learn how to toughen up. Yeah. Because I would just smile and say nothing if someone hurt my feelings or if someone did something really rude or sexist, I wouldn't say anything. Right. Um, and then that hurt your career. So, but you can't go, because that, yeah. first of all, that wouldn't fly in my house with Mama Barbara. Right. <laughs> right. She was like, you're a lady. You can be an athlete on the field and lady off. Like you don't, you do not raise your voice. You know, yeah. my mom, when she got mad, she lowered her voice. Like, oh, that's you, scary. Yeah. When your mom lowers that's her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's scary. The only, the loudest I ever heard my mom raise her voice was she was calling us for dinner upstairs. That was it. Mm. So that didn't fly. So right. I've kind of learned that way. But when you realize like, you know, 
you, you move somewhere and they don't know who you are. Right. Right. So they don't know. They just think you're a dumb blonde. And I'm like, well, then I start getting mad. You know, right. Like, well, I'm not going to read you my my IQ, my GPA. Where, you know, I'm not going to read you my resume. So but I would just like internalize that. And my mom also said, you're going to have to let that out. Like you got to yeah. learn to verbalize it. So don't hold it in. Right. And so then I remember I verbalized it. She's like, let's bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there's, you could be honest, but you don't have to be brutally honest. Right. So I still work with that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's better than my mom said, you're going to have a heart attack by the time you're 17 if you just keep that in. So yeah. it's, it's been a learned behavior. But um, people can't see what you're wearing. So you're wearing <laughs> proudly an Alabama sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. And you and I were just talking this week that... Um, we have the same connection. I knew you knew Jamie Erdahl. Yeah. And I didn't realize that you actually worked at CBS mm -hmm. behind the scenes with her. And that's my connection, too, that I work behind the scenes at CBS. Mm -hmm. So Wild. we kind of have a lot in common. Yeah. But Jamie helped you get to Minnesota. Yeah. So Jamie's from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and she had interned with you and she had interned at CARE. And um, I think when Bally was Fox, she did some work with them. Yeah. Um, so Dave Schwartz is one of her favorite people in the business or that was in the business. Well, that's a good and, choice. Yeah, I know. Right. Such Shout a great guy. Um, she, I was in Florida before this Panama city beach, not expecting to come to a market this size at all, but she had mentioned that Dave was leaving care and I should be on the lookout for some openings in the sports department there. So I kept the lookout and they didn't post the job for a few months. Mm -hmm. And when I finally saw it posted, I immediately applied. I spent hours at my old news station putting together my reel and everything. And she said, you know, let me know when you get done with everything and you apply and I'll try and reach out to their department. And she did. And, and Reggie really liked what he saw from me. And he's all about investing in um, diversity yeah. in sports here because there is such a lack of that. And he believed in what I could do. And, and he brought me up here. So thankfully, um, I got the job and, and it's been really great since it's been, it's been a learning. I mean, I won't say it's been easy by any means. Um, it's been a hard adjustment, but in a good way. Um, I have loved my time up here. I've learned so much. I mean, I work at a station with Boyd Hubert. You know, right. so how can you? What more so could much? you ask for? Osmosis, just when yeah. he walks in the room, you're like, I feel like I'm smarter. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and Randy Shaver's been a huge help oh, too because Randy's great. Oh my gosh, he's just Randy so... and I used to go drinking beer at, at spring training back in the nineties oh, before yeah. we both got old. <laughs> he's just he's really he's also taken you're me. Not old. Yeah, he's, he's taken me under his wing, too, just because he knows I'm not from here. And, yeah. and he knew that I didn't know a lot. And he would send me names. Of, Make sure you know who this, you know, in Minnesota sports. Jeff Passel did and, that for me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a, it's a lifesaver. Let me tell you a little background on this kid. Let me tell you something about it. It was always like, hey, Don, let me tell you. Yeah. And that is invaluable, especially yeah. if you're not from here. Mm -hmm. So he would just send me people and he'd be like, make sure you go. I have a whole notebook full yeah. of. Minnesota sports because I just didn't you know grow up around that and I didn't learn about and I'm also just younger you know I was 24 when I got here so it that was a learning curve in itself because I wasn't alive for a lot of the things that he was covering when he was in the right, sports department exactly. um so he's been a huge help and and Reggie's uh 
ability to let us be creative in the department and not be so your traditional sportscaster mm-hmm. um, makes it really fun. I think we have really great chemistry in our sports department. Um, and we've been through a lot in the past year yeah. uh, all together. And it's brought us together closer together. Um, so it's just been really great. I, I've been able to do things that I didn't think I would... I was going to get to do until I was, you know, 28 or so. So it's just been a really wonderful experience. Well, when you get to 28, you'll mm-hmm. be the age that I stay at. So oh, perfect. just let me know. Then we'll be twinsies for a year. And, <laughs> I like and, it. And that'll be great. You know, everyone always says, what is your favorite interview? I want to ask you, what is your worst? My worst. We all remember the toughest just worst in the, in my career yeah. so far. Oh, yeah. Any that sticks in your craw. Um, my worst interview so far would be, oh God, I think about it. Probably one of my, some of my first ones that I did when I moved to Panama City and I didn't have a lot of experience doing things. I did a lot of pressers. Because it was you, not the person. Oh, you yeah. mean the person, yeah. the worst. Well, oh, I mean, perfect. I'm sure it's, Come on. <laughs> I'm sure it's some like 15 year old kid that you're trying to pull teeth getting them to say something and they're just kind of awkward and they're talking to some random 22 year old girls asking them questions about don't say anything bad yeah yeah i think that that's probably the worst when it comes down to it there were times i mean so i was friends with some of the alabama football players and there were times I'd be at their pressers and I'd have to ask, you know, I'm asking questions because that was my job when I was there. And they would just kind of like laugh while they're at the podium because I'm the one that's asking a question. And they just thought it was funny because we're friends. But other than that, I mean, it's just mostly the, the the younger kids when I was covering a lot of high school sports all the time where you couldn't get them to say anything. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh. Yep. I remember that from covering high school sports. Sometimes mm-hmm. you think this would be a great story. And you talk to the coach. He says nothing. You talk to three kids. They say absolutely nothing. You're like, what the? hell do i do now yep. yeah and it's supposed to be some big feature yep. or something yeah that's when we in tv we can use it as a nap pop right a little two seconds yep. ago yep. that's great yeah yep. that's the best thing they said in that interview yeah. <laughs> we'll use that but oh it's hard to write hard to write around you can find you can always find something you can always find something well julia i know that you're a little pressed for time you're getting ready for your friends giving i know got a busy day today on my off day well thank you so much uh, and i'd love to have you on again yeah we'd love to have you back and yeah. and uh have you teach us more about southern cooking uh, oh. <laughs> we'll do a whole class. i miss butter. southern cooking right. it's butter but it's more than butter yeah it's and more than butter seasoning and that might have been as big a shock as the as weather was when i came up here yeah the fact that you didn't, there wasn't a restaurant in every corner that had great cornbread and yep. gravy and Dixon's and yeah. Cobbler. I mean, it was it was like, oh, you want me to eat Ludafix? You want me you know, to, uh, you know, I, I, I was still sh- to this day have not I, tried that. And you shouldn't. Okay. Uh, I was shocked how bland the diet was. Now, Al, I've been here for 33 years. The restaurant scene has grown incredibly. Yes. It's now become a very good restaurant town. But, cool. but when I moved up here, Pancake out like uh, the Panacokin was like the best thing they had going here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we got to get Waffle House up here though. That's a I miss Waffle House. I know. But I don't Who think are you, Waffle House? Where are you going to find somebody to punch you in the face at two a.m. if right? you don't have a Waffle exactly. House? <laughs> you know, um, Hobie or T. You didn't get to know Hobie. Mm-mm. He used to be at Fox. He was from Louisiana. He gave me talk about spice, and I still have it. It was this big jug, and it's probably someone that's like normal to to um southerners mr 
Kruchers? No, Mr. It is a spice. Big Louisiana cooking spice. It's famous down there. Uh, I don't know. Guy, we Joe, used a lot of Slappy Mama when I was oh, growing Mama? up. Yeah. Is it Joe Torchetti? Oh my god. I mean, there's a ton. Yeah, we have there. we have a bunch this of different And if you still have it, Don, you're this not is... using enough. Yes. Okay. I put on every time I put chicken. <laughs> every time. I gotta make more. Yep. You know what's good? It's crystal. Crystal. Yes. If you want a, a, a sauce that isn't too hot but has a little kick to it, crystal's really good. I'm writing all this down. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take a picture of the one and give it to you. I'll show you. Okay. All right. We'll, All right, we'll, we'll resume this conversation at a future date. <laughs> That's it. Tony. Oh, Tony's? Tony? Oh, yeah. You're talking about Tony's? I thought that was a... Um... Cherry? Is that how you say it? Thank you I for thought looking that, that I thought up. that Tony's was a... Creole seasoning. Do I get points? <laughs> I have Creole seasoning in my cupboard here. There you go. In Minneapolis. I don't remember from who. <laughs> I well, I go to New Orleans all the time. Enough. My wife and I tra- go to New Orleans all the time, so we always bring back yeah. like five different spices every time we come back. Yeah. We would go two or three times a year to New Orleans. It's the best. But we were only five hours away from there, so easy drive. It's always worth the trip. Well, Julia Daniels, thank you so much. We're just scratching the surface with you. You are a joy. I am personally so glad that you are here. I think you just bring a spark to the whole Minnesota sports scene and to the media scene. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Julia. Appreciate it.